Welcome to Get the Memo series with my co-host and friend, fashion designer Lola Dominguez. In the series, Lola and I will be discussing various topics of the modeling and fashion industry, including our personal takes, experiences, as well as our own creative perspectives and approaches. In this episode, we dive into so much, including marketing and applying yourself as a model, the mindful pitching process, fostering and forming creative relationships, purposeful personal branding, as well as the power of versatility as a model. So let's get the memo. It's like every time I talk to you, I feel like just that's how kind of how this podcast came about, right? It's just like, I feel like anytime we talk, it should be like, recorded in the podcast episode because we are always talking about so many different things like and then literally like (laughs) oh my god we're talking about everything and it's so funny because lola and i we literally send each other like eight minute long (laughs) voice memos via (laughs) iMessage it's like yes it's it's amazing but yeah i'm so excited to have lola as my co-host on this series of the model memo we are going to be diving into all these like amazing topics and really just giving more insight on not just the industry but really the industry from a designer's perspective and also a model's perspective so i'm very happy to have you as my co-host yes i'm so excited to be here i think that this is super exciting and a really um fun and interesting way for me to talk about you know my part and my like side of things like in the industry so really yeah i'm so excited so we are going to touch on so many topics do you know like where to start with this like there's so much yeah i know that um we were really just talking earlier about um the do's and don'ts really of model etiquette this is something that I feel like comes up so often in my day-to-day. Um, I just get floods of DMs and sometimes even emails from like aspiring models or current models looking for work or um, you know influencers and different things where they're just constantly like pitching themselves um, you know for work and it's just so interesting because I get to talk with bottles on every level from people who are just like aspiring, never have ever been in front of the camera before or current models who were looking for work or who were looking for opportunities, especially because New York Fashion Week is about to come up in a couple of weeks. And I will be out there again, not hosting a show, but just doing some work and some editorials. And I've been getting a lot of people reaching out to me, um, you know, looking for opportunities to work together. And I was just telling you that I was like, man, I feel like I see models from all different like levels, people who have never been in front of the camera before, don't even have a comp card to really experienced models like you who've been in the industry for 10 years. And I see that there is like really a lot of need for almost like mentorship um, and especially like when it comes to the aspiring models like in the industry. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, this is a topic that I think many people are curious about, but I think a lot of people will be interested to really hear what a fashion designer's take is and really just your overall experience, too. I mean, my experience as a model, I mean, it's been great. I've been in this industry for about 10 years. I started when I was 15. I'm 25 now. 
And, you know, it's been great. I've enjoyed it. It's been, you know, a good experience overall. Um, no industry is perfect. Um, but I like to, you know, really give the model industry, you know, credit for really just a lot of discipline and, you know, getting, you know, our passions out there, getting that create creativity out there as well. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people also have a lot of questions. I think the whole modeling world and the whole, you know, fashion industry as a whole, there are a lot of question marks that I'm hoping to really break down with you. And, you know, maybe maybe answer some questions that people might be having in their heads or have some curiosity about. Yeah. What, what are some what I mean? things that you, I feel like, get questions on? Or what are some things that you see often um, that models and aspiring models really need help with? Oh, gosh, a lot. I mean, there's so many, you know, topics that I can touch on right here. Right here. Um, I would say finding the right agent, um, finding the right client, and learning how to properly market themselves in a way that is not only cohesive to their own personal self-branding, but also is cohesive to their passions and their goals within the industry. Um, you know, as models, not every model has the same dream or has the same goal or has the same, you know, market achievements that they have in mind for themselves or their futures. Um, it's all very individualistic and it's all very independent. Um, I think one thing that a lot of people, you know, the misconception of the modeling industry is it's all the same, right? And that is just very false. The modeling industry has very different ranges of, you know, diverse opportunities for everyone. Um, as you can agree, especially in the fashion realm, um, you know, it's a very wide, diverse range of, you know, really opportunity and jobs. Um, so I think really just also learning how to navigate themselves as well as a model, but also as a versatile model too, because as you and I both know, versatility goes a long way, especially in this industry. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was, you know, one of those things that you said, you said um, specifically, like how to find the right clients. And something that I think about often and that I see often is that it's really interesting when you can kind of look at like, let's say an editorial or a spread or even a picture and you immediately in your head, you look at it and you're like, this model does not fit this brand. <laughs> yeah, or you yes. feel like it's fake or you feel like, you know, you're being sold to. Like, no matter how beautiful the model you are, no matter how easy and amazing the shoot was, that was going to be a horrible experience, like from your client, like from the marketing perspective, because no one wants to look at something and feel like, this is fake or this is out of place. So I think it's really interesting that you actually mentioned um, how important it is to find the right clients. Um, like, I think that this goes into really pitching yourself, applying to brands that make sense with your personal portfolio and personal comfortability, because essentially you are a canvas for the brand and it needs to align so that everyone is comfortable. Um, in my DMs a lot, I get models from, just all over that just you know they're pitching they're hungry like they're looking for work and I respect that you know the work ethic and the mentality but I think that right. it has to be purposeful you know if like for my example I have a very sultry brand a very edgy um brand like you know if grunge is not your style or you're not comfortable with like implied nudity and like lingerie based um marketing like don't apply, you know what I mean? Like make sure that you are really looking at what we've put out there. What do our editorials look like? I think also just like um, looking to pitch yourself to clients that you know that you can deliver what they're looking for. Also, I think that that like helps 
reduce rejections when you really make sure that you're pitching only to brands that literally make sense for your personal brand and your personal values. My friend recently um, was looking for a job in marketing and she told me something that was really powerful. She was like, you know, at first I was applying for like these corporations like Coca-Cola, for example. And she was like, I really was disappointed because I kind of wanted to work at Coca-Cola, like at their marketing department. It would have been great on my resume. She's like, but I really reflected and thought about it and said, why would I want to apply for a company when my values, like as a person, actually don't align with them? She was like, I try to reduce like the amount of high fructose corn syrup. I don't even drink soda when I'm at home. So why would I want to work in the marketing department for a brand that's against my personal values? And I think it's the same thing here in fashion. Don't pitch yourself to brands that do not align with your personal values because it's just a very uncomfortable experience for everyone. And I think it also just comes across as like really fake and out of place. Yeah, I I love all you said. I mean, it's so true. And I think we need to be also more mindful as models as well on the jobs that we're seeking for. There's a lot of advertisements on Instagram and there's also a lot of fake advertisements on Instagram. Um, And, you know, when you are an aspiring model and you're looking for work, you're going to want to apply yourself a lot. Um, and just kind of be very, I don't want to say reckless about it, but you're going to just, you're going to want to go with what you want. And if there's a cool brand that you like, you're a lot of times, nine out of 10 times, we don't do our needed research on certain brands or companies that we wish to work with. Um, so also doing research is very important. I know it's oftentimes said, do your research, do your research, do your research, but especially in this case, because, you know, the fashion industry, there's a lot of different scams. There's a lot of, you know, again, fake advertising that a lot of models unfortunately get caught up in. And it's unfortunate, you know, we have to look out for ourselves. um, And, you know, we have to be aware of, of our surroundings. Yeah, like, literally do your due diligence, do your research. Um, Like I said, for so many different reasons, like, for scams, just for, in general, like, what do you want to be associated with? You know, how do you market yourself as a model? If you know that you are like in a very particular like genre that you feel comfortable in, like you are streetwear model or you want to be a swimwear model, like it makes sense to align yourself with brands and opportunities that just make sense instead of kind of applying to 30,000 different places and just seeing who responds and reach out. Exactly. It's like a quality over quantity thing. That's something I appreciate. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) it's something I appreciated when you reached out to me um, because you were even telling like down to the details of like your strappy leather dress. I feel like how this really aligns like with my aesthetic and my look. And I went to your portfolio and I was like, she's right. Like, it just you made that like connection based on your own strong personal branding. And I think that that is key. And that like really made all the difference. I working with you has been one of the best experiences that I've had within my 10 years of being in this industry. Um, seriously, I mean, you are just so talented. And, you know, working with you, I mean, this is, I mean, really the, the campaign that I shot for you um, earlier this month is really living proof of what we're talking about. It's a perfect example um, of what we're talking about as far as the alignment, as far as the, as far as the cohesiveness, um, but also as the freedom for creative direction. 
um, you know, it's important to allow yourself to be flexibly creative um, in this industry, but also allow that flexibility to grow, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's really interesting. I hope everyone knows that that was actually your creative direction that went into the shoot, that it was literally a reflection of your own vision and your beliefs about sustainability and how to reuse a garment in multiple ways. It was your like, you know, ideas and concepts down from the hairstyling to the makeup. So I think that that's so important because for me, just being the brand owner, and even though I'm creative director, it was nice to really be aligned with someone that understood my brand's vision and was able to creative direct themselves in that own in their own way. I think that just shows like how aligned we truly were. And I think that's what made this collaboration like so powerful and so iconic, to be honest. 100%. And thank you for that. It's, it's important to really take these, you know, um, relationships is this is what we this is what we have I mean I'm a fashion model you're a fashion designer we're in the same industry but we foster a relationship that is so creative it's innovative and it's also inspiring for other people to see and take from um when you look at an ad campaign when you look at a fashion editorial or really just any type of photo shoot um you want to feel inspired you want to feel empowered and you want to feel like hey I want to be a part of that <laughs> yes you know? yes absolutely <laughs> and that's what I feel like we did I feel like that was that was our thing I feel like we just went out there and we did it <laughs> absolutely you know it's interesting because um like it's for me as a designer I think I mentioned this before when I choose models there's a lot of things that I look at obviously there's the technical things but one big 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 thing for me is the personality hire, right? I am the designer that will choose the personality hire over the highly experienced model any day. Um, I feel like there's so many beautiful people in the world. There's a lot of people who can get in front of a camera and do a great job. But personality is everything. And it's so important. um, Because like, just having a relationship in general is what's going to make the difference between a nice picture and a cool set versus a long-term relationship where we get to collaborate and um, both participate in the creative direction like you and I did. Like, I don't like to look at models as like someone for a one-time project basis. I like to look at people I can form a long-term relationship with. It'll be able to grow with me and my company over time. This is how models can go from just models to having more input and even being creative directors and designers themselves one day having input on things. Like we saw this in the relationship with Carl Lagerfeld and Cara Delevingne. She was with him for so many collections, just starting off as one of his signature models. And then she was getting creative say in some of her own designs and things that you know projects she was working on with him and those are some really iconic and amazing relationships those are the type of relationships that I want to have with people I don't know about you but I think that that a great transition from just being a model to other avenues um, of like career expansion and revenue also like in the industry yeah totally I, I I totally believe in that through and through I think genuine and authentic connections they last longer (laughs) um in this industry and i i agree 
you know, I love working with the new clients, but I also love working with clients that I've been working with for years and that have become my good friends. Um, it's, you know, it's all about genuine connection and building that connection. Um, you know, it's, it's really not only about like networking, I mean, networking is, is great, but it's also putting a focus on genuine networking and wanting to also forward yourself as a model while supporting other people in your circle as well. And I think this is something that definitely needs to be talked about more, um, especially in this industry and in this industry's realm and this industry atmosphere, because there is a lot of, you know, people that, you know, they'll be booking the same jobs or they'll be booking this job or that job or this job and that job. And that's awesome. But, you know, how are you teaching others to book those jobs that you're booking as well, if that makes sense? Yeah, honestly, like, it's like a place of give and take. Um, It's also like mentorship. And I know that's something that you actually do really often. You are a strong advocate for helping other women in this industry. And I know that you offer a lot of mentorship to aspiring models, even through this podcast. Like this podcast is literally a platform where aspiring and current models can come and learn about the industry in new ways. Absolutely. I think mentorship and, you know, really, I mean, you're a mentor as well. I mean, you've done so much within your career and I feel like I've done some stuff too, but mentorship is just such a beautiful relationship and it's really, you know, we're letting go of that gatekeeping culture, (laughs) if you will. Like we're letting go of that and we're moving ourselves and other people forward and we're giving people the materials and really the growth and the resources that they need to forward their careers to educate themselves within their careers and to prepare themselves for what's to come and as you and I both know in the fashion industry there's a lot going on and a lot of it is hard to keep track of but it's important that people that are experienced just like you and I we give We give and we give, we give information, we give education, we give resources, and we give other people that that power Um, they need to really succeed in an industry that is very cutthroat. It is very interesting, you know, compared to other industries and, you know, really help them grow in the best way and the most functional way and the most proactive way that they can, not only as a model, but also as a creative and as an individual. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's widely known, like it's literally no secret that in this industry, you know, hard work and talent only get you so far, but networking, relationship building and personal branding are also very important. This is an industry where not only do you have to be like creative and artists, you also have to be very business minded if you want to stay in this industry long term. It's one of these industries where you have to be multifaceted because this is what's going to like really propel you to be successful over the years and long term and not just relevant for a trend a season specific project yeah 100 i couldn't agree with that more you know and it's about the motivation as well um it's manifestation within motivation it's trial within error um you know there are going to be days where it's going to not be the best thing that you want to see um but you know we have to accept that and carry on and i think you know this kind of you know goes into the etiquette of what we were just talking about and really really just the overall nature of this conversation that we're having but um i have to ask you too what is your like biggest do and what is your biggest don't as far as etiquette as a model from a designer's perspective yeah um the do i mean 
I think that there's just a few things that are just very logical and straight to the point that make my job a lot easier. Um, do always have your comp card and your portfolio ready when you are wanting to pitch to work with a brand. Um, as simple as just, you know, being professional from the very first interaction that we're having, you know, hello, my name is XYZ. I really love your brand. I would like the opportunity to work for you. Here are my latest digitals. Here is a copy of my portfolio. Just little things like that, I think, show a level of professionalism. And also, like I said, it makes my job easy because I can look at your company, I can look at your portfolio. I can see like, wow, is this person like aligned, like with the vision of my brand? Do they fit our target audience? Like, it's just very straight to the point and perfect. Like, I don't know. I can't, I just, it's just one of those things that you won't believe how many people message me with no type of comp card, no type of um, anything, you know, they show up and my DMs are in my emails, like, hi, I would love to like walk <laughs> for you and yeah. have never had any experience like a day in their life. Um, so I think that is the biggest do for me. Um, I think the biggest don't for me, again, it just goes back to certain like character traits. Um, don't be difficult to work with. And that comes like in a lot of different forms, right? Um, you know, when you are trying to get booked, you know, make sure that you are communicative. If you do get a response back, make sure that you're responding in a timely manner. Make sure that um, you are answering questions that are asked or providing anything that is asked of you. If it's maybe a um, video of your walk or a couple of extra pictures because your portfolio or your comp card only have four on there just make sure that you are um you know being very easy to work with and communicative even before you get booked and then once you get booked when you show up to set like be on time make sure that you are mentally and physically you know prepared for the job that day make sure that you're coming in with a positive attitude you know, I understand everyone has their days, but it's really important to make sure that you are um, really being emotionally mature when you're on set. Make sure that you're kind to all the other people that are on set, from your hairstylist to the other models. Remember that you're there for collaboration, not competition. You should never be rude to your, your um, models on set or to anyone on set for that matter. Um, you know, just, I think basic human decency that honestly though, I realize is not so basic. Um, mm -hmm. Big, big, like those are the do's, but the don'ts are just, don't make yourself difficult to work with because in this industry too, like we just talked about networking, you know, you will be talked about, you know, if I have a bad experience with you on set, if you were rude, if you were, difficult to work with if you didn't follow instructions or things like that, you know, I would never recommend you um, for another job, like with me or yeah. with anyone else. Um, That's so true. Just making sure that, you know, you're coming with great presence, great energy, charismatic, and it needs to be genuine. Like, you know, no one wants yes. you to come with fake energy just for the sake of you getting through your set and getting the job done. Again, just don't make yourself difficult to work with. 
personality <laughs> over anything else. Yes. I like love all that you said. Yeah, it's so important. I have to ask you what what is your opinion on my comp card? <laughs> yes. Okay. So actually, um, I love your comp. I actually love your portfolio. Let me just start there. Thanks. Um, and the reason is I think you have some just very striking imagery i think that you just really know how to command a presence like when you're in front of the camera everything from like the way that you know how to like pose like the looks the energies the auras that you're able to give off i think that you do a wonderful job of just really commanding attention and i think that you take up a great presence but in a way that is very it's it's like a striking balance between like power and intimidation uh but it's yeah right but it's but it's so very like aspirational right it's like it's so like powerful it's a little intimidating right but it's in a way that it's like wow like she is a force and like I want to be like her not like I want to run away from her (laughs) oh I love that about you I just love that strong powerful essence that you have in front of the camera Oh, I love that. I'll take powerful. I'll take intimidation. I'll take it. Cool. <laughs> Those Thank are compliments. <laughs> Thank you. I know they are. That is so sweet of you. It's so funny. You're not the first person to tell me that. You are not the first person to say that I give off like an intimidating look. That is so funny. Like, yes. But we like, love I- that, right? I mean, like, especially <laughs> high fashion editorial. It's fashion, the, the baby. It's fashion. It's not for everyone. So we and we we want people to know that. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Oh my gosh, thanks. What tips do like, you have like for models about creating a striking portfolio like that or an amazing comp card? Oh, I mean there's a lot that goes into it. I think people think, "Oh, it's just taking a picture." It's not. I wish it was, right? Like I wish it was so easy to just say, "Yeah, I'm going to shoot my comp card and it'll be done in 10 minutes." Sometimes it is. Um, but you know, I think, again, I mean, it comes to personal branding, you know, it comes to how do you want to uh, market yourself in this industry? Um, really getting a comp card, I think, it, I mean, your comp card is essentially like your religion in this industry. Um, it's either going to make you or it's going to break you. Um, it's either going to get you good jobs or you're not going to book much. So it's important to get a really good comp card and also update that comp card regularly. Um, I would say honestly, every six months, but you can update it every year, depending on, you know, what your agent or what your, you know, what your comfortability is like. Um, as far as, you know, comp cards too, it's really about the wardrobe. I think people think, oh, you know, I'll just wear whatever. Um, no, it, you know, it's important to wear very muted colors, very, you know, neutrals, blacks, whites, um, even like, you know, tans or something like that. And also don't wear anything graphic. Don't wear any graphic t-shirts. Don't wear anything that's distracting because you are selling yourself um, as the model. So you want the wardrobe to be very subdued, very minimal, um, so that all the eyes are on you. Um, you know, pictures can vary. I like to, with my own comp cards, I've always you know, been recommended by agencies to do obviously the headshots, obviously the side profiles and a couple body lengths um, and really just get a variety of pictures in there. Because when clients look at your comp card, they're going to want to see what you can deliver and what you can be. Um, Not only, you know, in front of the camera, but also maybe on a runway. Um, You know, they want to see, you know, your whole self. So, you know, make sure you give a variety of poses, a variety of looks, um, but keep it minimalist. You know, it all should be cohesive. And it's also important to to wear the same outfit in your comp card, again, to keep it cohesive. 
Love that. I have a question for you. What do you think was the biggest learning curve that you had to overcome in the industry? And this could be from any point of your career. Ooh, um, never limiting myself. That was a huge lesson that I had to really learn over time. Um, when I first started in this industry, I was 15 and I was young. I was really young. And I look back now that I'm 25 and I'm like, whoa, I was really, really, really young. And I like it. You know, I like I liked starting in the industry so young. It gave me a lot of experience. Um, you know, I have 10 years of, of experience now because I started so young. Um, but when I was a young girl, a young teenager in this industry, I definitely limited myself a lot. You know, it was all work, really no play. I was very, you know, uh, I disciplined myself greatly, um, you know, to be a part of this industry and to be taken seriously in this industry as a serious talent. Um, but I think I kind of just put everything else on the back burner, you know, all my other talents. Um, when I was modeling as a young girl, I, or a young teenager, I totally forgot that I was an artist. I totally forgot that I had a passion for art. I totally forgot that I had a passion for advocacy and I totally, you know, forgot everything really, you know, my, my main language, it was like, you know, you are fluent in a lot of different languages, but you are only have one interest in one and you forget to learn about or even talk about the other ones or talking the other ones. So for me, it was like my modeling was modeling was the main language for me. And I just neglected everything else that was part of me. Um, everything else was muted around me. So I think just throughout, throughout the years of, of my, myself as a model, um, I've also really learned how to balance my life in a way that's productive, but productive to, for me. Um, when I was 20 years old, I began my entrepreneurship journey. That was great for me. Um, and it allowed me to, you know, seek other avenues, creative avenues outside of the modeling industry rather than being confined to the modeling industry. Um, you know, a lot of people there, that's their comfort level. They like just being a model and it pays the bills. It gets their creative flow going, you know, they enjoy it. Um, but for me, I craved more. So I think that was the biggest lesson was, you know, taking a few steps back, um, you know, re-navigating my passions, um, re-navigating re myself to utilize myself within my passions and apply myself within my passions um, professionally and personally. Um, but also remind myself that, you know, you have to remain limitless, you know, just because you have one passion that you're mainly focused in or mainly driven in, um, that shouldn't define you, you know, it should never, one, one thing should never define you, you know, whether it's a passion or profession, um, you have to keep going. So, yeah, I would say that that was, I think the biggest lesson <laughs> I've ever learned, yeah. um, within my career. Yeah. You know what? I love that. I love that you mentioned that and that you mentioned being multifaceted and having passions and identity outside of being a model. I think exactly. that's so important. When you're a model, you know, you spend a lot of time being a canvas. You spend a lot of time under somebody else's creative vision. And yes. you can easily lose yourself or get lost between job and job and job or set and set and set when you're constantly kind of being told how you should look and how you should be posing and all of these different things. I think that you kind of find a sense of self when you are doing other things outside of modeling. And some people have a sense of self in modeling because it allows them to be a, chame a chameleon and to be versatile and to have fun. But I really like that you said, you know, also you're an artist and you're a wonderful artist. I mean, the sketch that you drew for me, it was 
Uh, so beautiful. So amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, it was interesting because I was recently shooting um, with my model, Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. And we were just talking about um, him, you know, like maybe starting a yoga routine because that would just even help him in his modeling career with, you know, getting more flexible and having the opportunity to do more poses and just also finding like, you know, a place of like meditation and calm in between the work. And I think about Audra. Hi, Audra. Um, she was my mom um, in <laughs> New York Fashion Week. And she is a full-time content creator. And I mean, first of all, she is freaking hilarious. Um, and so I love watching her, you know, on set and doing her thing and doing these really boss, like, amazing editorials. And then watching her reels where she's just being so stupid and so funny <laughs> and so unserious. Um, and just seeing her do something that is, like, um, totally out of character from, like, her model persona. And I think this is important, too, because the things that you're doing outside of your gigs are things that are making up your personality, but that can also inspire you when you are going into gigs. Like whatever your passions are outside of modeling, like make sure you're not giving those up. Like go hiking and be in nature or like have like one of those weird, like, you know, boomer hobbies, like crochet or something, like whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, you know, because like just these little things can be sources of inspiration. And the next time you're on set, you could actually have something very valuable and creative insights that, you know, even though I as a designer am a creative director, I'm setting a tone, you can bring fresh and vibrant and interesting ideas when you have things going on outside of your gigs and you can bring those perspectives in. And again, it just goes back to collaboration, 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 and it makes things more interesting and more elevated for everybody. Yeah, very well said. I was talking all that, you know, and it's, it's not about, you know, not just limiting yourself, um, but wanting to learn more, wanting to explore more outside of your passions. Um, I, I think a lot of us too, you know, I'm, I'm a very anti-label person. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't like labels. I don't like definitions. I don't like being categorized. I am an artist. That's who I am. Um, and that me being an artist involves me sure, being a model. It involves me being, you know, graphic designer, digital designer, content creator, um, an advocate. Um, there's so many facets to me being an artist. Um, you know, that's what I like to say myself. You know, if I had to choose a label, I would say I'm an artist. That's what right. I would say. And I'm sure you would say the same thing, too. Um, you know, I think, too, it's it's in this industry, just like what you said. I mean, like, it's so easy to lose yourself in this industry. It is so easy. And it's easy to also really indulge in yourself as well it's it's hard when you know you're in a fast-paced industry and everything's moving so fast and a lot of times we feel like oh we have to keep up with that but in reality the only thing that we should be keeping up with is ourselves rather than the industry um you know we have to tune into ourselves we have to be you know very self-aware and we have to value and recognize our self-worth not only as you know within our passions but as humans um you know i think too, a lot of models, especially in the beginning of their careers, you know, it's always go, 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 go more than ever. Um, and that's great, but in moderation, if that makes sense. <laughs> that's what I would say as well. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to feel so motivated into the point where you're like, I want to book this gig. I want to book that gig. But, but is your mental health in check? 
is your physical health in check? Like, don't neglect that because that matters any over any job or any profession. I mean, your health matters. Oh, absolutely. I feel that even as a designer and even with the go, 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 it can be so easy because you are like, I'm going to a show and I'm going to a shoot and now I'm going to an event. And now I have to like design my next collection, but I haven't sat down to have any time for introspection or inspiration or anything because I've just been so go, go, go. And it's really difficult to um, make this sustainable long term if you aren't giving yourself the creative space that you need. And if you also aren't taking the time to be introspective and look at like, you know, what is happening within yourself what has happened like and reflecting on like the gigs that you are doing or what have you learned about yourself in the last year? You know, are the gigs that you're applying for, do they still feel aligned with your personal values? Do you still enjoy working with or for these type of brands? You know, as me as a designer, I have to look back at, I did my first collection and now I have to think about this and going into my next collection is I've shown them this one part of my identity and now where do I want to go next and what's meaningful to me right now so I have to sit down and take time to ask and answer these questions and you can't do that if you are constantly um, just work 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 like creatives need time to rest and do nothing and be introspective so yeah, you know, stare at the wall if you want. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> we need that, you know, like, you know, it's important, like, to just literally stare at the wall as a creative um, to regain your momentum, you know, regain that artistic freedom um, and artistic expression. It's so hard to um, really navigate yourself during a creative burnout. And that's the topic that we'll talk more into the series about. But you know, creative burnout within both fashion models and fashion designers, that's a, that's a real thing. So sometimes, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna just like, you, you're gonna feel like your head is gonna pop off because there's so much going on around you and there's just no balance. And it's so difficult to find that balance. And um, again, these are topics that we're going to be talking more about in the series, but you know, I think just like what we said, you know, giving, giving ourselves time to, again, do nothing, (laughs) like, you know, nothing. We need that for our internal and external growth as creative people. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, that's a great segment. I'm ready to go curl up with a glass of wine myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Do you have any final words before we wrap this episode up? Is there anything else on your mind? Um, I think, again, when it just comes to model etiquette and do's and don'ts, I think that it is always better to ask questions and to, quote unquote, look dumb than to make assumptions. So never be afraid to ask questions to other models, coaches, agents, designers, like, don't be afraid. Uh, I think that it's just really important because there's so many different types of people in the industry. There's so many different artists. We all have different perspectives. But I think at the end of the day, just not being afraid to learn and to really um, get advice from others and constantly be teachable are some of the skills that are going to take you very, very far. And so ask questions, learn as much as you can, and then apply that into your career. Yes, I second that. 
Yeah, I totally agree with really just never wanting to stop learning. I, I mean, we all need to continue learning. Um, you know, whether you've been in this industry for, you know, one month, two months, a year, or 10 years or 20 years, I mean, it's so important to, you know, really keep that creative mindset going, but also amplify it and perfect it through furthering education and not being afraid to ask questions and not being afraid to, you know, work with a photographer that, you know, reach out or whatever. I mean, you have to ask questions and you have to get out of your comfort zone, comfort zones. There are no comfort zones in the modeling industry. I will say that, um, as you and I both know, um, (laughs) you know, it's not a comfort zone place. You know, you are required as a talent to get out of your comfort zone. You know, you have to be very adaptive to different situations, um, and different clientele and different environments, you know, that's part of being a model. Um, so I would, I would definitely say that too, you know, just learning to be adaptable and not being afraid, you know, not being afraid. I know it's hard. This industry is, again, it's going a mile a minute, <laughs> but you can't just, you can't stop, you know, you have to keep going, but again, in a way that is, you know, aligning with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, this was the first episode. We did so good. I cannot wait to do more episodes and really just dive into, you know, more topics. I think this has just been such an amazing, you know, project that we decided to do. And I'm just so excited for what's to come. Thank you so much. Thanks for trusting my expertise on this. I'm still a baby to the industry, but I'm so grateful that you have me here and I'm really happy to be here and I'm really happy for the rest of the series.